0: Mr. Ryan Paulson we are back why Ryan
1: because Joe we're here I can't believe we're here I can't believe there's actual football about to start and we need a new pair of
0: shoes've I've walked through all my shoes Ryan there's been nothing to do but take walks and'm I'm, I'm out I'm fresh out of shoes at this point I'm ready man like this is this is a weird year uh, as we all know. As we have been immersed uh, with, I mean, we've been immersed in, in that knowledge for a while now. Um, so you know, normally we would have done a bunch of podcasts leading up to this, um, but look, you know, it's a pandemic. Things got strange for all of us out there. So we're, we're a week away as we tape this, and 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 we figured, okay, it appears the NFL season is happening, even if it doesn't feel that way. Um, so we're back, but it doesn't feel that way.
1: I'm not there yet. You know, once actually I actually start looking at DraftKings week one salaries for real, uh, it's, just, it's just gonna start flowing.
0: You, you haven't done that? No. You you don't you don't have your lineup set? You don't have your bills lineup, uh, your bills stack all ready to go, like your boy here
1: does? Listen, when you can jam in Cole Beasley two weeks before the season starts, you just absolutely have to.
0: I mean I mean you you mean you mean you're not taking a four thousand dollar flyer on Ryquell Armstead?
1: Yeah. Or like Chris Thompson apparently is in our lives already. Week this, one is already insane just from a few things that have already happened.
0: I mean I mean I Odell, Odell Beckham Jr.'s uh six thousand dollars. You know, that's that's way too cheap. That that's or that and that's too cheap even for the Brown's second wide receiver.
1: I was wondering if I was gonna beat you to that joke or, or not for we're, you. We're so.
0: f- we're officially back. I've made a joke You're about Jarvis Landry. Season
1: form already. I, I
0: I'm it. there. But it, it, you need I've, – I've noticed nobody watches preseason. It's awful. Nobody wants to watch preseason. But you need it just as like a marker for your life, right? Like you just need to be able to tune in, see Daniel Dimes go three and out and be like, all right, football's back. I'm, I'm ready. Three weeks from today, we're ready to go because I just saw Dimes go three and out. Perfect. We're back.
1: I, I need to see Blake Bortles play an entire quarter for the Rams and then I know that we're ready.
0: Well, we're not going to get it. Um, everything, as as everyone knows, I mean, this isn't breaking news, right? We've we've been living in this for months now. Um, has been upended here, and and so I kind of want to start there. And and the podcast is changing a little bit. Um, we're we're going to be less uh, Vegas heavy going forward. We're going to kind of kind of focus in on uh, on the fantasy aspect. Um, you know, the 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 you know the, the dudes, the guys. The starts, the sits, the value plays, the Rhett Ellison special—you um, know—we're we're, gonna—we're gonna bring you a lot of that this year, and less on the gambling, um, and, and we're gonna get to the fantasy guys that we're looking forward to rostering this year, and some questions about about some big guys that that kind of need answering as we go forward. But but I just want to start with kind of the thirty thousand foot view of the NFL and the virus, this weird. Uh, upended preseason and what it means for specific teams. So I, I want to throw a couple teams at you that I think are going to benefit greatly from this, and, and tell me what you think. Ready? Okay. The big four that I've got as just huge winners by by Nate, by by virtue of established coach, established quarterback, established system. They're good to go. It doesn't matter, right? They're ready to go. They don't need practice. The Saints, the Seahawks, the Ravens, the Chiefs.
1: It is hard to argue that those are not four of the top options Mm -hmm. in the NFL, especially the three, Sands, the Seahawks. I am way high on a Chiefs repeat. I am very high on the Saints in the NFC. And the Ravens... I'm very high on, but I think their division got a lot tougher. Yep. And I think they could end up maybe falling short of a bye in the first round. Yep. And that could play a big factor for that team.
0: Yep. Uh, I, want, I want to circle back to that in a, in a second. And just talk about some teams that, that I, I don't feel great about. Um, and one that's in the middle, and, and since we're kind of going from, from the up arrow to the down, I'll, I'll, I'll go with one the, the one right in the middle. The Patriots. Brand new quarterback, right? This this whole change um, from from the franchise and the goat on his way out, bringing in Cam Newton. Obviously, you want more time, right? You want Josh McDaniels to be able to get with Cam Newton and have a full training camp to install whatever offense they're going to run. So that's a negative. But at the same time, the coach is still Bill Belichick, and if there's anyone, you know, if there's anyone in the universe better suited to coaching in this kind of a situation. I don't know who it is. Your thoughts on the Pats.
1: I think it starts with how much do you believe in the Patriot system, specifically Belichick and McDaniel's, because we know that when Cam is healthy, he is a top-tier quarterback. You know, now he's into his 30s, he's coming off of a foot injury that has plagued him, but let's say he stays healthy. Let's say that even with the lack of preparation and actual field time in any preseason games, that he picks up the system well. They are still one of the worst offensively talented teams in football, in my opinion. Yeah. You got a, a mid-30-year-old Julian Edelman and a running back situation that's pretty muddied, like Sony Michelle drafted with a, a first-round pick a couple of years ago has not established himself as a true elite running back. It's true. And Damien Harris, before he gets injured is looking like he's in the mix and in pre- in, uh, in training camp there. And they're apparently, if they didn't release Muhammad Sanu, they're about to. And I look at that offense and those weapons and you really got to rely on cam picking up that offense and carrying the load for them. And I'm not ready to back that. And mm-hmm. they've had several key pieces on defense opt out of the season.
0: Yeah, that's that's the big one that hurts for me. Like I, I kind of, tr- I mean, Josh McDaniels. People forget this um, because because so much so much of the mania around it was Tebow focused. But Josh McDaniels was the coach of that that Tebow uh, Broncos team that just completely remade their offense in the middle of the season and made it fit Tim Tebow and won a playoff game uh, amazingly. So. I trust Josh McDaniels. I trust Belichick. I trust Cam's natural athletic ability. Obviously, you know, trusted it more five years ago than I do now, given the injuries and everything and, and the age a little bit. But I just I just kind of like him. Um, so as we get to predictions, that'll be interesting. But I, I, I want to last team I'll mention. Because I could see the Pats season mirroring this next team season. And that is Tom Brady's new team, Tampa Bay Bucks. Because I could see both teams get off to a slow start but then finish hot as they've kind of gotten reps in because this hurts the Bucks I think more than any legitimate team, right? Like obviously, you know, Ron Rivera and and the Washington football team, that's never going to be not weird. Uh Joe Judge and the Giants, right? New coaches, those sort of, so, those sorts of situations. Matt Rule in Carolina, you obviously want a training camp, but nobody thinks that those three teams are going to contend. The Bucks' talent, they could be legitimate, but they haven't had a training camp. They're trying to install an entirely new offense, right, for Tom Brady, brand-new quarterback, even if it is Tom Brady. Don't feel great for them. I do think they're going to have a – I mean, they're going to finish the season on a tear once they get
1: reps. Uh, to me, it, it's, you know, the cliche, how much does Tom Brady have left in the tank? Like, for real. Because this is probably the best offense he's ever played in in terms of talent.
0: I would think so. Even even that Moss team. I mean, Moss is number one, right? But Evans and Mm -hmm. Godwin are the number two and three most talented offensive players he's ever had.
1: Right. And, sure, you know, you got Rob Gronkowski back after he sits out. Uh, He looks good. Looks a little bit leaner. You know, he's a good blocker, obviously. So, like, you don't need him to be elite. Rob Gronkowski you just need to see if he's maybe an above average tight end still and you still have OJ Howard who Bruce Arians just hates but he's there and he's another threat for them and you got Ronald Jones who has apparently had a great training camp and they just signed Leonard Fournette to compete there as well so you got another one-two punch there they drafted Tristan Wurst who's going to be a a very good piece on that offensive line for them and they had a great defense especially at stopping the run last year yeah so I think the talent is great. The Bruce Arian system is solid. Can Tom Brady stretch the field with that team with his arm as he is deeper into his forties now? And if he does have any magic left in him, I honestly think the ceiling for them is winning the Super Bowl.
0: I think I think you're I, right. I think I think that's the ceiling. The floor though could be nine and seven. You know, missing re- the playoffs. and missing the playoffs, even even yeah. in a system with that extra with that with that extra playoff. Um, it's
1: fascinating. I think they have the widest range of outcomes of any team in football.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, now, you you mentioned that you know the next thing on on this little rundown I put together. I just I just want to talk about trends again, staying with the maybe maybe less the thirty thousand foot view, but maybe the twenty thousand foot view of things we see. Uh, developing throughout the season, things we expect to develop throughout the season. And the first one uh, you kind of hinted at earlier was the Baltimore Ravens and, for me, the forthcoming regression. Now, I think the Ravens are going to be a great team again, right? They are one of these franchises that benefits, as, as I said, and as we both said, from uh, from the pandemic, right? Because they've they've got such an established organization that they can just be a machine and roll, right? And they've got all the pieces coming back. So that's fine. But Lamar's great. I don't think he's gonna have that same statistical year that he had last year. I mean, that was that was historic. That's gonna regress a little bit. I expect Baltimore, with the rest of the AFC North getting so much better, regressing a little bit. And, you know, I think they still win that division. I do not think they are the clear you know, number one team in the AFC, number one team in football like they were last year.
1: I totally agree with everything you just said. Uh, I think there's more tape on Lamar. Obviously they had the early exit against the Titans in the playoffs. Disappointment, you know, but they get everybody back, except Earl Thomas, who apparently was causing more harm than good from what you're reading there. Now, again, is that just fodder that everybody's going to put into the the social media posts to get out there, obviously, or is there something to that? Because the defense should still be very strong, especially in the secondary. They have a strong offensive line. They drafted uh, J.K. Dobbins, another running back, to compete with Mark Ingram. Maybe Marquise Brown finally can stay healthy consistently and get a groove with Lamar Jackson. And you got Mark Andrews, who should be a great tight end and consistently go-to. But we got Big Ben coming back for the Steelers. I think their upside is going to play a factor in the Ravens' upside. You got Kevin Stefanski taking over for the Browns Mm. and the Browns should probably end up having a better year than they did last year when they were hyped out of control. Yep. And then obviously the the last team in that division just drafted what looks like an incredible quarterback prospect in Joe Burrow. And that offense actually looks pretty good. They got a lot of healthy. AJ Green, John Ross, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon's healthy. He looks like a top tier running back. And if that's the worst offense in that division, that's not a pushover game twice a year. So I think the Ravens ceiling could be limited by the fact that they might not be able to lock up a bye in the AFC. And they're still trying to strive to get to a fluent offense that, you know, they probably needed those preseason games more than most of the top tier teams.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, the, the Steelers with Big Ben. The Browns with Stefanski, all getting better. Those are trends I see as well. Um, but, but sticking with regression a little bit, two more teams I will mention that, that I from whom I expect big-time regression. I just I love Kyle Shanahan, but between some injuries, some opt-outs, I'm not sure what to expect from the 49ers this year. I, I do not expect them to be nearly as good. I think that defense will still be good but regress a little bit. I mean, they were world beaters last year. Garoppolo and still not sold on him. I mean, eight pass attempts in, in the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not buying that either. So I expect the Niners to regress a bit, having lost some offensive pieces. And I just, I'm sorry. I am not a believer in Ryan Tannehill. And I just don't see the Titans doing the same thing again. I don't see Derrick Henry having the same year. Uh and I, I don't see I, I surely don't see Ryan Tannehill having the same year. I think the Titans take a big step back. I think the Niners take a small step back.
1: I have the Titans missing the playoffs. And this Agreed. team will be the death of me as it is with you, as it is with the story of this bleeping podcast in its entire duration. I am sick of the Tennessee Titans. Yep. I'm just I like, can you really bank on that hyper efficient offense coming through again? I I'm fading it completely.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. You know?
1: And, like, now they have a ton of money locked up in Derrick Henry, which, yeah, I get it. He was the focal point of your offense. And then you have a guy like Ryan Tannehill who comes out of nowhere to lead this absolutely efficient offense. And, like, yeah, they have nice pieces. I like A.J. Brown. I like Derrick Henry. They have a decent defense. I get it. But it's just not a team that I'm going to put any money on, and that's, that's a team that I'm fading that was very good last year. Yep, yep. Uh, yep. As for the 49ers, I can agree with some of your points their division got a lot tougher, arguably the best division in football. Yep. And again, you know, uh, I think the wideout out position for them is tough. I think their defense played at such an extraordinary level that you could probably expect a little bit of that to regress. And I, I don't know, I have them winning the division, but you can make mm-hmm. a case. Honestly, I think for every team in that division to, to take it.
0: In fact, I'll, I'll make it for this next team. Uh I, I love the Seahawks. I love them. I, I, I think I think the big risers this year, um, that, that may be a little unexpected. I think the Colts uh getting Phillip Rivers and now Phillip Rivers is another guy you would have liked to have a full training camp, except he's been with those offensive guys before. Like this isn't a new system for him. He's played in it. I think Phillip Rivers getting T.Y. Hilton, getting the Colts team, is that's really good. It just didn't get great quarterback play last year and was still in it in that division, I think the Colts are going to be very good, and I love, I love probably to a reckless extent the Seattle Seahawks. I just I love Russell Wilson. I even like Chris Carson, though. If if we if we could get the let let Russ Cook movement, even some even more momentum because that guy throwing the ball. Um, they re-signed Josh Gordon, so for like the the couple of games he's around, hopefully. Um, after, I, th- I believe... Well, he, he's he's awaiting reinstatement. Hopefully it happens for him. Um, and, and hopefully all goes well there. But even without... I mean, Lockett and DK Metcalf. I mean, that that's just another season to go with those guys. That defense. Carroll. I just love the established nature of the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson. I've got them winning that division. And, uh, well... We'll make some noise with would them in a little say bit. you that
1: your love for the Seahawks is unlimited? <laughs> unlimited. Uh, it,
0: it would be if a guy named Patrick Mahomes wasn't also in the NFL. Spoiler That's fair. spoiler alert to where we're going. But your thoughts called Seahawks.
1: Uh, I love the Colts, and if you think that Philip Rivers has something left in the tank, a la Tom Brady. And I, I believe he's a pretty significant upgrade over Jacoby Brissett. They have a great offensive line. They have Marlon Mack. They drafted Jonathan Taylor, who, geez, that guy is just absolutely massive everywhere. How do you not like that guy? A uh, healthy T.Y. Hilton and a strong defense. And to me, one of the worst divisions in football. Now, I, I love Deshaun Watson, as do you. We've yeah. been high on the Texans for the last several years as long as he's been the quarterback. Uh, I I think the Colts could obviously get a lot done. We're fading the Titans. The Jaguars are are literally having a fire sale. They're getting rid of everybody that's good. Yep. So uh, I think both the the Texans and the Colts could capitalize on a couple easy wins in that division. Eh. (laughs) I don't don't love the Colts. I'll say that. I don't love the Colts. Uh, The Seahawks – Love the Seahawks. I think DK Metcalf is going to continue to get even better, and they obviously signed Greg Olson, who looked up with plenty left in Carolina. And the defense, of course.
0: Yep. So let's 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 do some predictions here, um, and we'll start. We'll, we'll go through the divisions, give our three wild cards this year, one buy, three wild cards. Love the new format. Going to make that first playoff. Right.
1: There's one by, That's correct.
0: Right? One by three three wild cards. See, but This yes. is what I mean. This is what I mean. Nobody remembers. Because the NFL hasn't, like, nobody, whatever. If you don't watch Hard Knocks, there's zero evidence that there's an NFL season imminent. And I don't. I'm going to binge it all at once. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't either. But I, he- I hear Sean McVay shirtless and just living the LA life. And God bless him. Oh, yeah.
1: The Rams are a football team.
0: Yeah. That exists. I remember them. Wow! In fact, we might hear from them in a second. So let's let's go through the NFC first, uh, starting with the North. I've got the Vikings just because I had to pick someone, and I when we went with the Packers last year, and I felt like changing it up. I mean, I you could make an argument given the Bears' defense, I guess, for any of the four teams in here. Some stronger than others, obviously, but I will take uh, Kirk. Ivan Drago, if I die, I, I die, Cousins, <laughs> and the Vikings um, on the strength of that defense, and Dalvin Cook, really.
1: Uh, I can't fault you there. I am, I'm a little bit concerned with Stefanski uh, moving to Cleveland. Yeah. Stefan Diggs has been traded to Buffalo. And, <laughs> you know, you actually backing Kirk Cousins is like placing me into a bit of a Twilight Zone episode here. I like green Bay and I'm rolling with the chalk there. I think that's the team with the least amount of turnover in terms of changes there. I think Rodgers had a down year, but he's going to rebound despite the fact that the Packers drafted both his replacement. And then also another running back when you have Aaron Jones, but in terms of a football team, I think that's going to make them better. Just in case anything happens to Rodgers, they have a very capable rookie. Aaron Jones ends up getting hurt. They have A.J. Dillon ready to go. That dude's an absolute physical specimen. So, yeah. got Devontae Adams. Rodgers has actually developed some chemistry with his secondary receivers, Lazard, MVS. They had a great season last year. I, I like that they don't have very much turnover, and I think they can capitalize on a weak division. I'm not in on the Lions. I'm not in on the Bears. I, I think Green Bay is going to be there for me
0: yeah I, I agree in the bottom half of that division uh, you can make the arguments, but they're not arguments I'm interested in making um and i you know it's just uh, first prediction out of the gate we come hot with a meh i guess i'm just taking i'm 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 changing it up to changing up I'm just probably getting too cute um Vikings packers either one I'll just grab the Vikings for fun. the east it's the cowboys to me. the Eagles were interesting, but they've had some injuries um and and they've got a quarterback I don't think he can trust. So I'm going to take the Cowboys uh, here in the East.
1: It's now or never for the Cowboys, and, and I'm in on them in a big way. I hate Mike McCarthy. I think he totally ruined the Packers' ceiling with what they could have been because he got complacent, and ultimately they had no choice but to get rid of him. And I'm not surprised that he ends up in Dallas. Jerry likes his guys who are going to do things that he wants. Mm-hmm. But I believe that Dak Prescott is a legitimate NFL quarterback. He has all the weapons that he could ask for.
0: Yep. The big win here was keeping Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator.
1: Absolutely. And McCarthy had a good quote this week that he is doing his best to not step on Kellen Moore's toes. There you go. And I like what we saw out of that offense. They got out really hot out of the gate, and then they kind of fell down a little bit. Another year of that offense I think will make a big difference. Mari Cooper looks healthy. You got Michael Gallup, who emerged as a really legitimate number two. Zeke Elliott looks like he's going to be ready to go and handle a full workload. Tony Pollard mixed in really well last year. They have a decent defense and a bad division. Yep. You know, Washington, new coach. New York, new coach. Eagles, very injured. Jason Peters, not yet re signed on the offensive line, some injuries wide out position really a big problem it's the cowboys to lose and if they really capitalize on that division they could end up honestly in the hunt for the bye
0: yeah i i actually have them as the bye um i think i do maybe i do because i think i i think the the winner of the south and the winner of the west are both going to be beaten up you know i i think i've got the saints and the Seahawks both winning the winning the south and the west respectively but i've got the back end of their seasons being tough i mean the Seahawks i think are winning the the toughest division in football and and the the Saints have got to play the Falcons you know they know each other right that those are always going to be tough games and a bucks team is going to be on the come up especially in the second half of the season that i think are going to chase them down the stretch so i like the Saints i like the Seahawks but I think they're in really tough divisions, whereas the Cowboys have got some really easy matchups in division for them. That's why I've got That's them spicy. As, as the bye.
1: I love it. That's spicy, especially for you. Well, and hey, the Clapper is on your squad now. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's calling plays. It's going to be awesome. The, Gi- the Giants just took all of our favorite coaches, and I love it. You did.
0: Kitchens. Oh, I love it. Garrett, it's fantastic. Give me your, Give me your south and west.
1: In the South, I have the Saints. Uh, this is, I think this is it for them. With this current yeah. incarnation with Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, I, I, I don't buy all of that hype. I, I think they were shopping Alvin Kamara to show to him that, hey, nobody's going to pay you like we're going to pay you. Right. I think that offense is intact, but Brees is – I think this is it for him. I agree. And honestly, I love the fact that there's not a lot of moving pieces there. You know, the way they got eliminated last year with Kyle Rudolph the year before was with the Rams. It's not like they played badly. There were some questionable calls and no calls in those games. Yep. And They could have been a step into the Super Bowl. Who knows if they win the Super Bowl? We're talking about them a lot differently than we are right now. But you got the Bucs who could, again, be one of the best teams in football. You got Carolina. While it's a new system, looks like they have plenty of upside. And Atlanta is always a pain. You know, you got Matt Ryan, who's a legitimately good quarterback, Julio and Ridley still. So, like, I think that team could also be very good. And, again, I like the Saints, but a very tough division. And then when you move it over to the West, best division in football?
0: Yeah, 100%. It has
1: to be, right? Yep. You know, the Cardinals are the worst team. But, again, they added DeAndre Hopkins, and Cliff Kingsbury has a legitimate chance to make his mark as a second-year coach with that offense. I think they would have benefited greatly for some preseason. But even still, I I think they could be good, and they're about to be really good in the next few years. But you still got the Rams while disappointing last year. I think they could rebound really well. I have them as the third team making it in. So do and I. I, I love the Seahawks and I love the 49ers still, despite the fact that I think the 49ers will probably take a step back in efficiency.
0: Yeah. Uh, in in terms of wild cards, you mentioned you've got the Rams as one of them. I do as well. Um, I've got the 49ers as well. So I've got a three, three, uh, three, three playoff division there out West. And then I've got the bucks as well. So it's, it's the Cowboys is the buy for me out of the East. With the Saints, Seahawks, and Vikings winning their divisions, Bucks, Niners, and Rams w- rounding out the NFC playoff picture.
1: Yeah, just a couple of small differences from you and I. Uh, I also have the Cowboys, and then I have the Packers winning the North. I have the Saints winning, and I have the Niners winning the West, and then Seahawks and Rams also making it there, and then the Bucks. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I I feel pretty comfortable leaving the Eagles out as the one team there. Like that's where I was basically at is that's the one team I think gets squeezed.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. I, so, it, it'll be close for that last one between the Rams and the Niners, but I just, I, I the Rams, I think got a little bit unlucky. They've, they've had another off season to put that defense together. Even, even without practice, they've, they've had another off season to put that defense with all that talent together. I think you'll see that in the second half of the season to the AFC. In the North, it has gotten much tougher in that division. It is still the Ravens division for me. One of the best organizations, if not the best organization in football. Um, I, I think they're the clear winner, but less clear than last year.
1: I feel exactly the same. I think the Steelers could end up being very good if Ben comes back healthy. Obviously he had an issue with his elbow, which is a problem. But Juju is a legitimately good wide receiver. Yep. They're developing good receivers, Deontay Johnson, James Washington. They're always going to be competitive under Mike Tomlin. They could go seven and nine, but still play a lot of teams very tough, especially the Ravens, especially the Browns. Right. And again, I'm expecting Cleveland to be a lot better than they were last year. That felt like a lot of missed opportunity with all the talent that they have. So I think they're going to be a lot better as well. It's hard to pick two of those teams instead of three of those teams to make the playoffs, and that makes the ceiling on any of those teams a lot lower.
0: Yeah. Uh, to the East, uh, for, for so long now it's just been a lock, just lock in the pants. But it's the Bills for me. I'm, Absolutely. I'm, I'm all aboard the Josh Allen train here, and more than that, I'm all aboard the defense that the Bills have. And and the soft wins they're going to pick up in that division. Uh, the Pats coming back to the pack. Uh, they challenged them last year, and without Brady and with those uh, with those opt outs, I like the Bills here to win the East.
1: Yeah, uh, I think the Bills' defense is the best unit of football in that division. And it's not even close. Yeah, and if right. you think Josh Allen can give you some highs mixed in with the lows, then that's all you really need. They have a good running back game. They add Stephon Digg. Has a good weapon there. We got John Brown on the other side. Yep. Deep, my boy Cole Beasley in the slot. Deep, a deep threat for a guy who's got a cannon. Right, it's going to be hard to overthrow Stephon Diggs and John Brown right. all the time. Right, and that defense could be one of the best in football. And let's be real: as good as Cam has been throughout his career, he's an MVP. You can turn the football over, and against a defense like that, I think the Bills could come out and top in that series. Miami building a very interesting team for the next few years, but it ain't going to be it with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I right. don't think they want to do it out there. And the Jets are a dumpster fire. I think they might be the worst team in football.
0: Uh, first coach fired, Adam Gase.
1: Gotta be. Oh my god, Gotta he's be. awful.
0: Yeah, it's real tough there. Uh, AFC South. I got the Colts. I mean, uh, we talked about the, te- uh, the 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 trend that will be the te- the Colts uh, on the up with Philip Rivers. The regression of the Titans, the Jaguars, just just selling off pieces to to I don't know the AEW maybe, um, and it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it if 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 they're good like if, if they win a game or two since this is an obvious tank tank for for Simeon, I mean the cons may just be like all right Minshew, we won too many games uh, you're you've been traded to to all Elite Wrestling you, you go there you, we're gonna we're gonna give you a title belt. But you've just got to go wrestle for the rest of the season. We can't have you playing anymore.
1: I cannot let you off the hook that you just called Trevor Lawrence Trevor Simeon. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but you're hey, right. They hey, need him in a
0: big way. Let's let's not put it past the Jags to tank for Trevor Lawrence and somehow end up with Trevor Simeon. It's possible.
1: Is he jet? Can we play where is Trevor Simeon playing? Is he still there?
0: There's no Jets chance. He's, is there is there any chance he's still in the
1: league? I think he's the Jets' backup.
0: Colin Kaepernick's going to file another lawsuit if Trevor is still in the league.
1: He's Ryan Tannehill's backup.
0: Unbelievable. 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 Um, Gotta love that. And It's just terrible.
1: The Texans without... The problem I have here... Yeah, go ahead. To me, the playoff picture is this in the AFC. I have to leave out one of... Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Houston, or Indy. And that's really difficult. I don't want to leave out the Texans because I think Deshaun Watson is the best quarterback of the teams that we're talking about right there.
0: Yes. Yes, I would agree.
1: And, yes, I understand they trade away DeAndre Hopkins and Bill O'Brien is – I don't know what he's trying to do.
0: Bill O'Brien, the GM, is a nightmare.
1: Like it's a good thing they got David Johnson because he probably would have offered Deshaun Watson for Leonard Fournette if that was still like (laughs) something that he could conceive. So I'd be pretty worried there. So I want to buy into the Colts, but it's like I I have the team that doesn't win that division missing the playoffs. So I'm waffling between the Texans and the Colts. And then the team that I don't pick misses the playoffs. Right. It's a a tough one for me there. I'm leaning – to the quarterback play of the Texans, but I like the team of the Colts a lot more. So So I'm pretty on the fence there. I'm not going to lie.
0: Yeah. So here's, here's, here's my concern. Um, as constructed, they lost DeAndre Hopkins. Just a massive loss, but the skill positions are still pretty good. Right. In Houston, except David Johnson, you can't necessarily trust to be fully healthy and will fuller. You can pretty much bet will not be healthy. So, right. So, what happens when, when, after week four, those three guys are are rotating through the lineup instead of being the guys we're counting on?
1: Three so. Duke Johnson, please. <laughs> and Randall Cobb, apparently,
0: and and Randall Cobb, like that's that's our guy, Randall Cobb. I I don't buy it, and that's why I'm on the Colts.
1: Randall Cobb is going to dust you six yards at a time. All right. Pretty much, he's he's the Frank Gore of wide receivers. Uh, also, circling back to the Jets, Frank Gore might outtouch Le'Veon Bell this year. Like that's a thing. <laughs> Just out of spite, at this point, I, like Gase is like legitimately running Frank Gore with the first team offense. Uh, what is googly eyes doing?
0: Honestly, he will get Frank Gore will get you three yards every time.
1: Adam Gase is the reason that George R.R. R. Martin has not finished the, the Winds of Winter. Um, I swear to you. Like, he just can't get over what a dumpster fire the Jets are. Oh, my God. It's really bad. It's really bad. It it's really, really bad. bad. Uh, the
0: West. Can, can You want to take a shot at anybody else?
1: look I, I think the fact that there's a lack of preseason and some restrictions on teams actually getting reps in with their younger players and players who are on the fringe of making the roster only benefits a team like the chiefs how the did chiefs. they get any worse
0: the, the the chiefs are my number 1 seed they are they're going to run away i mean this is this is their it's the, the chiefs it's the chiefs the chiefs the chiefs the chiefs the chiefs
1: right you know, Damien Williams is out, but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is all of a sudden a top-ten fantasy football player.
0: Oh, we're going to talk the about line. him in a second when we get to the fantasy stuff after we round out uh, the playoffs here.
1: And they got—they uh, re-signed Chris Jones. They kept Sammy Watkins. Nicole Hardman is waiting in the wings to emerge as the next Tyreek Hill. And they yeah. got Tyreek Hill, and they have Travis Kelsey. I... No. Yeah. But look— I love the chargers we're you know we're going to talk about them now. I love the chargers, but they're not going to contend. The Raiders are still- rolling out their car and and the broncos look, they.
0: and the, the chiefs last year won the division, won the Super Bowl with injuries. I mean Mahomes missed games, right other guys in that offense missed games, and they still had the season they had now they're healthy I mean. Look, look out NFL. I I think we're looking at something historic here with this team.
1: I agree. And like we've talked about with the other divisions in this conference, whereas, you know, the Ravens have an incredibly tough division. I think it's going to be easy for the chiefs to vault into that by, and that's obviously going to make a huge difference now that there's one of them. Yep. I mean, it's, we're not going out on a limb here, but I think the Chiefs are easily the team to beat this year. And barring a injury long-term to Mahomes, it's going to be tough to see them falling short of the Super Bowl. Let
0: me ask you this. I, I, I didn't even bother to look up. I've, I've got some bets for the end of the show. But I, I, I never even bothered to look up the Chiefs over or under. But if I said it at 13.5 and, and told you you had to pick one over or under, which would you take?
1: Without looking at their schedule in depth, you know, 14 and 2 is pretty tough. Mm, I'll take the over.
0: I would too. How surprised would you be if they were 16 and 0?
1: I mean, pretty surprised, but less so than I normally would be with any team doing that. Yeah. I agree. If that makes sense, yeah. Like, I think that's still a very unlikely outcome, but at the same time, y- yeah, like like they sure could.
0: Yep. I would not be shocked. I'll put it that way.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: Wild cards uh, for me. I I think the North is a three division, uh, a three playoff team division. Uh, so I have the Steelers, I have the Browns, and then with that last one, I've got the Pats sneaking in.
1: Ooh, nope.
0: I've got them alive. I've got the Pats sneaking in. It, it's – it's. So I had the Texans until like an hour ago, and I switched it to the Pats. Um, there you go. Steelers, Browns, and Patriots for me.
1: The disrespect on my tie god and the Chargers. Wait, the Chargers. Yeah, I love them. Their defense is still elite, even though Derwin James is out for likely this season. Yeah. I, I, I will say –
0: I will say when we get to the fantasy stuff, I think Keenan Allen is being like criminally undervalued in fantasy. Criminally with the amount of target share he gets in that offense. Um, And I love Austin Eckler. And we'll talk about that in a second. I
1: just
0: just don't love them as a team. Especially um, in the Chiefs division. So give me your wild cards. You got the Chargers in?
1: I have the Chargers in as my last team, yes. I love that. So uh, I, I have the Bills. I have the Ravens. Uh, I'm waffling between the Texans and the Colts, and then obviously the Chiefs. And then I have the Steelers. I have the Chargers, and I have the Browns.
0: Steelers, Chargers, Browns. Okay. All right. I like so that. So really, I,
1: I have the Browns and the Chargers pretty close. Yeah. yeah. I'm I, not I can sold see on the Browns, fully rebounding yet. I like the Steelers, honestly, a little bit more.
0: I, I like. I haven't heard a lot of people – Talking Chargers, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, how how far does the Ty God carry? Do you have them in the Super Bowl? No, of course not. <laughs> Come on, you got the Chiefs.
1: I mean, look, I think Ty God could go toe to toe with Mahomes, but I think I'll give the edge to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, just sure. just just by just
0: by a bit. Um, for me, it's the Chiefs. They repeat. I've got them beating the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks come out come out of the NFC.
1: Yeah, I figured that's where you were headed. I was going to ask you that once we wrapped up the NFC, but just the way you were talking about it, I like that quite a bit. Uh, I, look, I'm riding the Saints until the wheels come off and Drew Brees retires. So It's a break for them. I think they have the best offense in the NFC still. Uh, I like Russell Wilson more than Drew Brees at this point in their careers. Uh, look... It's a little bit of homerism, but I can't fault you for going with the Seahawks.
0: Look, the 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 Saints were my second choice. It's just I feel like I I, I feel like you know it, it it if I if I had to play it out specifically, it's a Seahawks Saints NFC Championship game. You know the Saints are are minus four and a half. You know favorites, but Russell Wilson's getting the ball down four with with you know a minute and a half left and he finds DK Metcalf for 60 yards and a touchdown and the Saints, you know, f- again, as is the trend right now, find a way to lose in horrifying
1: fashion. If that game is in Seattle, hypothetically, that's a really tough scenario for the Saints. Vice versa, I think it's the same it's logic. The same. I think yep. it's a really tough game for the Seahawks, but you put Russell Wilson trailing inside a dome. Yeah hard to argue. Yeah,
0: well, both two of those very guys. Two
1: well, well-crafted offenses, well-oiled machines, not a lot of moving parts there. I mean, if... And if I think it might depend on who has the worst path in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, well, just who's got the... If, if it's those two, if that scenario plays out, it's whoever gets the ball last. Because those two guys are the kings of, do they ever not score in this situation? And the answer is, oh, yeah. Russell Wilson's down four. Drew Brees is down four. There's... 49 seconds left. They've got one timeout and 80 yards to go. Are they going to score? Yeah, they're going to score. Well, how do you know? Because they always score. It be it'd be an amazing, it'd be amazing watch in the fourth quarter. We should be so lucky. All right, oh, I would love it. Yeah, agreed. All right, that is the that is kind of the, the hard NFL side of things. I want to switch gears and and take it into the fantasy realm. Um, And kind of mix in, I I just kind of want to lead us through some questions position by position and and lead us through um, uh, a a smattering of season-long and daily fantasy questions, starting at the quarterback position, obviously. And I want to start with this question. Mahomes or Lamar, who are you drafting first?
1: Neither. Because you're waiting. As usual with me, I like to get quarterbacks late. And and you know Uh, what?
0: I'm sorry, just to interrupt one second. This is the year for that. Because I know those two guys are head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, But I think you can get some real, real value later in the draft. So if you haven't had your season-long draft yet, I recommend waiting at quarterback. Because I think there are some guys at the bottom who you can get deep who are going to put up a ton of numbers. But if you had to pick
1: depends what you look for. Uh, I mean, you really got to love the fact that Lamar gives you that rushing floor. And look, I know Mahomes scrambles a little bit with but with Lamar it's designed. And with Greg Roman as his offensive coordinator, he looked amazing in his first full year as a starter. Now, there's more tape. A lot of good defenses in his uh in his conference, so that's definitely a concern. With Mahomes, I feel like it's just automatic. You feel a lot safer with him. And with that offense? So, I'm good with either. They're being drafted about the same position. I'm likely not to pick either of them unless they fall, and I just don't like any of the running backs or wide receivers or tight ends at that point, obviously. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I tend to go with the guy that gives me the rushing upside. So, I would lean slightly to Lamar. Yeah,
0: given given the regression, I take Mahomes here. The the, the regression we expect out of Lamar. That's yep. why I'm taking Mahomes. But again, I, I would wait. Um, let me let me jump down right underneath those guys in terms of the rankings, and just throw this out there: Dak Prescott or Kyler Murray? Similar question, right? Two dynamic offensive fantasy quarterbacks. One of them's going to give you a little more rushing upside.
1: Yeah, so uh, our last podcast, we were kind of looking ahead at guys we liked, and I was all over Kyler Murray. This was before the DeAndre Hopkins yeah. trade. Now, obviously, Kyler has skyrocketed in ADP. So now that we're comparing those two side by side, I think I would just – I'd lean Dak just because I think we know what we're getting with him. And with Kyler, it could still be a little bit clunky. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can start Dak week to week, and you're going to fine. Mm-hmm. Kyler, I think he could give you single digits or he could give you 30-plus. Yep. Um so I like Kyler's upside now that he's being drafted so heavily. I just don't see myself getting there.
0: What do you do with Brady?
1: Pass, easy pass for me.
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting to me. So, so I think you know if you can get him late, um, which you won't be able to, but if for some reason you can get him late, I I think he's he's interesting because I do think he's going to have an amazing run. You know, like like him as a as your playoff guy in season long stuff I think is really interesting um but I think he's gonna be overvalued, and I don't think he's gonna help you much in the beginning of the season but i I just think as that offense gets more and more uh familiar they're gonna they're they're the upward trend on that offense is gonna be massive, but I will just uh, go ahead first.
1: No, I, I can't fault you. Yeah, I, I really can't. It's just uh, I like guys a little bit further down the list than him. yeah. And I, I think there's other guys that I'm just going to chase a little bit more upside, I think.
0: I, I will just pause and say before we go on to, I think we're going to be on the same, you know, in, in, in line with, with a couple of guys here later. Tom Brady left Foxborough after that story, career, in six championships to go play his home games in a stadium with a pirate ship. That's a thing. It's amazing. That's a real thing that happened. Yeah, I love it. It's got a pirate ship in it, and that's where Tom Brady's playing his his ball. What is happening? Next, three quarterbacks for me, the guys who represent the core of the you-can-get-these-guys-late-and-they're-going-to-put-up-massive-numbers-for-you. Number one is Big Ben, a 5,000-yard quarterback two years ago before injury. Number two is Baker Mayfield, who I think delivers on some of the promise we gave him a little too early last year, especially with a with without Freddie Kitchens. Let's just let's just not even say with Kevin just without Freddie Kitchens, um, and with the best number two receiver in football, Odell Beckham Jr. And you were smiling as I started this trio because you know where I'm going. Dimes, baby. Daniel, oh, I love dimes. Daniel Jones, Daniel Dimes Jones. He's gonna have a massive year. Zero snaps last year with Saquon Barkley, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Evan Ingram, and Golden Tate. All five of those guys right now are healthy. Dimes with the rushing, uh, with, with the rushing that, that he provides as well. Get yourself some Dimes.
1: of I'll take him over both Baker and Bet.
0: I would agree. He's he's my number one. I just wanted to save him for the end because because he's he's my guy.
1: I think the Browns could run the football a lot. Obviously, you have Nick Chubb, yep. and he's you know he's legitimate. But Saquon is, uh, you know, you're going to throw a basically small forward pass, and Saquon could go 90 yards for a touchdown. Yep, and that's Danny. He can run, and I think his upside is tremendous. You know, he had some really massive games with Ben. Yeah, you're banking on him going back to a couple years ago when he had that elite season, but he's coming off an elbow injury where he missed a lot of time. Yep. Like I don't love that. Like I love Danny Dimes. I think he's got a lot of upside, and the ADP has not caught up to him like it did with Kyler.
0: Right. I I just I I include Ben because he's the 16th ranked quarterback right now on ESPN. I I just I think that's too low.
1: That's all. Agree. I agree.
0: Any other quarterbacks Um, for you before running back?
1: Yep. Uh, honestly, this is going to be pretty gross, but I like Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> Look, he runs the football, too. Yeah. Like, he can run a little bit. They added Robbie Anderson. DJ Moore is a legitimate number one receiver. Curtis Samuel can do some things. And, again, he's got Christian McCaffrey for dump-offs.
0: Yeah, who can take and 90 if he yards.
1: And Thomas the Celtics, I just like the offense. Joe Brady had an amazing offense at LSU. Mm-hmm. I think he has a lot of upside in where you're getting him. Yeah, you know that's my strategy. I'm going to take a couple of high upside guys down here. He's one of them. I just think that could be good, and maybe Cam, maybe.
0: Yeah. All right, running back. I'm gonna I'm gonna come out here with a bold with a bold claim. We talked about him earlier. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He's the number two running back for me.
1: Whoa! Really?
0: Yes. I, I, I love Saquon Barkley, um, but that offensive line improved for the Giants isn't still great. And like he, there were times last year where he was just nowhere because he was totally bottled up uh, behind a tough offensive line and nobody respected dimes at that point. Uh, that'll change a little bit. So I think Barkley has, has a better year than he had last year. Christian McCaffrey's far and away the best running back. Um, fantasy-wise right now in football, right? And you you can expect, expect him to have just a massive share of that offense too. But, I mean, this rookie, and I understand rookie, slides into a spot that always produces, no matter who is there, right? Anyone who's playing there, Hunt, Williams, Williams, Spencer Ware, it doesn't matter. If you're playing running back in an Andy Reid offense, you're putting up numbers. And if you're playing running back in an Andy Reid offense that's quarterbacked by Patrick Mahomes with all those other weapons, you're putting up monster numbers. Season-long, I reach for that guy. Um, I mean, I guess if I have the second overall pick, it's a massive reach. But I honestly think he's the number two running back in fantasy this year.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. You're on the board number two. McCaffrey goes number one. You're taking Clyde Edwards-Lair.
0: <sighs> PPR. I I think I am. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's an important distinction. Standard. I think you got to lean to the more uh, uh, the guys who are going to get more carries, like Zeke, Derrick Henry. Yeah, I'd have a hard time putting him over Camara, even with all the media attention that he's been getting for various reasons. Yeah, Seems like his back's okay, and the contract talks are going to be fine. Uh, Zeke had coronavirus, but he's well past that. Uh, I think I'd have him fifth, sixth, maybe. Yeah, I think I'd take McCaffrey, then it's Saquon, then it's Elliott. Then Kamara, then Derrick Henry, then Hilaire. You know, I don't love Dalvin Cook. He's looking for a new contract. Miles Sanders is interesting because he's going to be the guy there this year. You know, they they cut three running backs today. They're going to keep three guys. So I think they're prepared to give him a big workload. So, yeah, I can't fault you, especially PPR.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's out of the limb. I just – I mean, that this he's the guy – and he's in a spot that always produces. Um, and I will say, I in, in terms of DFS, I'm going to jam him into every lineup I can early in the season. So I expect his, his price to skyrocket. Um, but I'm, I'm going to jam him in as much as possible. in those. Like I, I don't expect to have a lineup in the first five weeks, um, a core lineup in the first five weeks that does not include him. Unless his price gets out of control toward the end of those five weeks.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because he's on a Thursday night game next week. So I'm curious, once he gets priced on a main slate, where he's at? Because obviously McCaffrey is going to be far and away up there. And then Saquon won't be too far behind. Elliott and Kamara a little bit after that. Henry probably a little bit further since DraftKings is full-point PPR. So I'm with you. I'm interested because I think there's a legitimate strong tier of running backs, and then it drops off in a big way. But but
0: but I do think running back is deeper than normal in at that top tier because I think like I, for me you're a little bit lower on Cook than I think I am. I mean, McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott, Kamara, Cook, Henry, Ceh. Uh, I'm abbreviating his name already. Eckler, Mixon, Chubb. Those that's ESPN's top ten. I mean, if any of those guys is your number one running back, I actually feel okay about it. You know, and, and yeah. Where do you take Michael Thomas ahead of one of those guys? Mm. See, you know, my rankings are all screwed up here because, like, I don't want Derrick Henry because I I expect a regression here. I don't expect him to put up those numbers that he did last year. So, like, Michael Thomas, you know, if I take McCaffrey, CEH, Barkley, it'd be, for me, Kamara, Cook, and then probably... Because I'm, I'm not as high on Elliott. I think they're going to pass the ball a lot in Dallas. Um, probably right there after Cook. So he'd be like my sixth, seventh overall pick probably, Michael Thomas. I think. Okay.
1: Yeah, especially PPR. I think you can make a really strong case for him. Um, I, I just, I'm not big on Dalvin Cook this year. Uh, that one could bite me if I end up uh, – we do one fantasy football league. Right. If I end up in the middle of the round there, that's going to be really difficult. I'd rather be towards the top or towards the back end. Yep. And that way the decision kind of makes itself for me on a lot of these guys. But I I don't know. I want to come away with a running back I feel very confident about because I think once we get through those guys, I'm not so sure about how I feel about a lot of them. I like Austin Eckler.
0: Yeah, we we mentioned Eckler, but there are even some guys in that mid-tier. Like Josh Jacobs isn't somebody I want as my number one running back but I really like him if he's on my team. Chris Carson, same thing. He's, he's not my number one, but I really like him. James Conner, he's 21st right now. He's not my number one, but historically, that's been a position that's produced, right? I like him too. It's like, those are those are three guys I'm a big fan of. Um, and then even a tier lower than that, I mean, Raheem Mostert in San Francisco, I know I'm not as high on them, but Kyle Shanahan's going to run the ball like he like Kyle Shanahan does, especially with the injuries they've got and wide receiver, like, those are, those are my guys, you know, Edwards Hilaire, Jacobs, Carson, Connor, Mostert, you know, it, as you keep going down the tiers, obviously, I like all the big guys. I love Eckler as much as you do, but, like, I think, I think running backs actually, this is, this feels deeper to me than it has in the past. Like, in the past, I felt like there are six running backs and then a massive gulf and everybody else is, is, you know, you're piecing together the Kenyan Drakes in the world. And he's not even a bad pick this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's arguably, depending on how much running back goes, he's like a back-end first-round, early second-round pick. I don't want him as my guy. I really don't.
0: Yeah.
1: I want one of these cream-of-the-crop guys, and then if I can bring it back with a Eckler, Jacobs, Connor, Carson, I feel very good. And then after that, I think you're taking gambles on situations that you're hoping breaks your way. And I think wide receiver is, as usual, a lot easier to find great solid picks in the next couple of rounds after that.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of receiver, may, may we go to it or do you have any more for running back?
1: No, I mean it's important to like kind of see how you feel about uh, the rookie running back situations because there's a lot of them. And like Hilaire has kind of already made that decision easy for you with no Damian Williams. And obviously his average draft position is shot up. Now, if we can bank on a workload for some of these other guys, then I think they become a lot more interesting. Like the Rams, no Todd Gurley. They drafted Cam Akers. They have Daryl Henderson. Cam Akers looks like he's going to be the guy. And if he gets Todd Gurley type of usage, He's very interesting. The Ravens have Mark Ingram, but also J.K. Dobbins. If Dobbins becomes a feature back there in that offense, it's like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire Light. It is,
0: but I, I worry about, um, you know, that the rushing yardage there being spread three, three ways there. Sure. So Do- yep. Dobbins, Dobbins is a flyer for me. But between Lamar and Ingram, you know, you you, you want to take him if he's there late and hope? Totally, you know. Because you're right on the if situation there. The other side of that is, you know, the rushing attack may just be three-headed three, three headed there and, and none of them are are making your season with with their legs.
1: So, yeah, it's just after the guys that we've talked about that you feel good about, it's just flyers and you're hoping the situation breaks your way. So it's very interesting. I'm just looking for upside. You know, yep. you want the explosive guys that can give you some good plays and with these rookies they get more playing time, more opportunity. That's what you're hoping for. Or just draft Cordero Patterson and hope that he becomes the best running back in football. <laughs> uh the
0: Bears. maybe maybe he can kick too. You think Cord- Cordero can, can kick for the Bears?
1: I won't put it past Matt Nagy for the for him to try, He'll try. Honestly. Like they might as well just try it.
0: Uh wide receiver here, um, you know, the, the two guys at the top, Michael Thomas, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins, obviously. I'm just I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. I I want both season long and I mean this is this isn't exactly a revelation here in either system, but definitely not in in daily. Um, I want to stock up on the big on, on the offenses that you know and trust, um, because I, I think they're gonna be in an in an advantage especially early. Um, so. I think Tyreek Hill might be the number one wide receiver in fantasy by the end of the season. Like, like when we, we ta- tally
1: yeah.
0: when we tally the numbers, uh, I think I think as I said, I think we're looking at something historic here in Kansas City this season. And and I, I think you know he's just he's just going to be catching bombs all season long. So if I'm in that like seventh eighth spot in my draft and Michael Thomas is there, you know I'm probably not going to reach for Tyreek Hill first off the board. I'll I'll take. I'll take Michael Thomas if I'm you know, in that 8-9 range and DeAndre Hopkins is there, I'm probably not reaching for Tyreek Hill. But the next wide receiver off the board for me would be Tyreek above the other guys.
1: Interesting. I'm a little bit lower on Hopkins for everything we talked about earlier in the pod is that brand-new offense, he hasn't practiced very much. Yeah. Now, again, fair. it's DeAndre Hopkins, and it's a great offense, but I'd rather take a guy like Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams or Tyree kill. Yeah. And I think you're, you're not wrong. If you take any one of them, uh, I think I probably have it. Thomas Hill Adams, but you can really bank on that target volume for Adams too. And that's not a bad pick. Yeah. And you know, uh, like the other guys we can get into up at the top, you got Hopkins, obviously. Uh, I really don't love the bucks guys cause I really don't know how you can shake out that volume. And I don't want to spend an early pick on Godwin or Evans when you're not really sure what you're getting out of Brady. Yeah. That's, that's a for, I was, to feed there.
0: I was, I was going to ask, you know, what are you doing with those two guys? Um, yeah, I could, I could see That's a, that's a good point.
1: You know, as you know it's hard. Like it's hard to know who, what that offense will look like. How many times can Brady throw the football game effectively? And like, yeah. is he really stretching the field? Like Jameis was, and, like, for better or worse, Jameis is a chucker. But is Brady going to be a chucker, or is it going to be a lot of underneath routes? Because then I like Godwin. But, you know, you got Evans, who's just as good, if not better, and vice versa. Like, mm-hmm. you got Gronk back. How much are they going to target Gronk? How much are they going to run the football with both Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette? Like, there's just a little too much uncertainty there for me that I'm just going to try to avoid them if I can.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess And then
1: Daly – you know, daily, I think it'd be easier to kind of gauge the situation plus the price and matchup. And, right. you know, I think it's easier to get exposure to them anyway. But, you know, like I like Amari Cooper a lot. Adam Thielen does not have Steph Diggs, so I think you got to like that as a mm-hmm. target monster, right? And DJ Moore, I, I think he's kind of vaulting up a little bit. Juju, like these are guys I really like. Atlanta, yeah. kind of the same situation as Tampa. You know, is Matt Ryan going to be very – perspective, MVP caliber still or do you kind of see both of them coming down a little bit? You know, what do you think about the Atlanta guys? You know,
0: uh, I I'm I'm I expect them in a normal season I would expect them to regress with the Bucks getting better, with the Saints being the Saints, right? And just the age here. But there is something to be said for two guys who have been together all this time, don't need training camp together. So, mm. they can they can just sling it all over the place and it's, it's not going to be a problem. So I'm, I'm actually kind of high on, on Julio um, this year. Um, though, you know, th- this is yet another off season where they don't practice throwing to Julio in the red zone. So they've got all that muscle memory. So, you know, once you get inside the 20, we've got to go somewhere other than Julio Jones. So that's probably going to no. stay the same and be infuriating. The most infuriating is thing. I think Always in who's doing on
1: this. This topic is always too soon to talk about.
0: It's, it's so tilting. It's just
1: infuriating. But, like, out of the next tier of guys, I love this next tier. Like, I feel like I can get a lot of great wide receiver value from guys that we haven't even talked about yet. Yeah.
0: In fact, let's talk about some of them. Keenan Allen being 20th is outrageous to me. Like, you're higher on the Chargers than I am, but I'm sky high on Keenan Allen because he just gets massive targets in that offense.
1: Especially PPR.
0: Yeah, Big time. I, Gotta love him. I don't think that's going to change. So, him at 20, I think, is great. T.Y. Hilton at 22, I really like there. That's great value for a guy who's going to be the number one target. I mean, he's going to be Keenan Allen, except, you know, for for Phillip Rivers in the different shade of blue, right? Um, Jarvis Landry, the, you know, you're getting a number one wide receiver there at 26. Um, I mean, it's, it's it's already a tired joke this season, and it was already a tired joke. Tight joke coming into the season. Um, Stefan Diggs at 28. You know? And keep going down the list. Marquise Brown's 32.
1: I love him. We haven't even mentioned Lockett, Metcalf, Terry McLaurin. Yep. AJ Brown, DJ Chark, although we don't like the Jags. He's going to be a target monster there. Yep. Now, if you want to get into the Rams guys, you got cup and woods. They might throw a little bit more with no Todd Gurley to really bank on. They might be feeling out a running back situation. Like I love this entire tier.
0: Right. The, the, the Ravens, um, the Ravens have said they want to throw the ball deep. Well, Hollywood Brown's the way you're going to do that. And he's the, the only guy in the offense to whom you're going to do that. So at 32, I like him, Marvin Jones, 34 with an actual season of, of anyone who isn't David Blau, uh, and and Will Fuller at thirty five for as long as he's healthy is the number one option there, and he's a dynamic talent. He just can't stay on the field. And uh, uh, I'll, I'll but if ahead. he does, if he does, I mean, my God, what a season he's going to have! And I'll just right. mention two more um, way down on the list, and I'm, I'm sure you'll have guys to fill in here. Jamison Crowder, forty one. Um, you know, I, I just I think he's gonna PP he's gonna be a PPR guy here for Sam Darnold, just the guy catching the passes in that offense. Um and a pickup I really, really liked that I'm surprised we haven't mentioned yet. Um a veteran wide receiver going to a place with an established quarterback. So, you know, you'd obviously like him to have a little bit of practice, but veteran to veteran, I don't think it's gonna matter too much. Emmanuel Sanders is a great fit in New Orleans, I love it. And he's way down on that list. Third option in
1: that offense, but still. Yeah, but still. You get him six to eight targets in a game from Drew Brees when there's going to be a lot of attention paid to Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara when they're both on the field. He's still very capable. You know, I had a decent year in Denver. And speaking of Denver, I kind of like Cortland Sutton. Developed some good chemistry with Drew Locke. It's just, you know he's obviously going to garner a lot of attention from the defenses that he faces. So I'm with you there too. Yep. But it's interesting. You know, we haven't really even talked about any of the rookies yet. Go ahead, please. Henry rugs, Las Vegas, big time speed, bad quarterback, but interesting. Yep. Lamb in the Dallas offense. I mean, it's just a great fit. just a great fit. I think. Yep. Uh, obviously Jalen Ragdor had a little bit of setback with the Eagles, but he's only going to miss maybe like a couple of games. So if his ADP falls, I know he was getting a lot of hype. I like him, especially if you can get him at a cheaper, cheaper price. Uh, I know Deontay Johnson's been getting a lot of buzz from what I've been reading in the fantasy football community. Fine. You know, if big Ben's healthy and you like that offense and their upside as a team, I think he's a great pick. And, again, it's all about ADP, how your team comes together, what your needs are in a certain round. But, you know, I haven't talked about any of the Giants guys since we talked about the Giants guys. So
0: my only problem with the Giants guys is that I don't know which one to pick. It, it, could, sure. be, it could be any of them any week. So that, that to I, me, will be a, will be a DFS uh, lean for me is matchup, game plan, who, who do you think benefits?
1: Who do you like the most if you had to pick one of them to be the, the most output over the course of the season? Cause I think I like Slayton the most.
0: Uh, I would, oof. I mean, he's shown a lot last year, but it was a weird situation. I honestly, I think I would pick Shepard. Um, but it could be any three of them anytime. And, the, and that doesn't even include Ingram. And if we transition to tight end, I mean, he's, he's a guy I really like, and he's down on the list. You know, he's a, He's a bottom of the top 10 guy. I understand his health questions there, but if he's healthy, you know, he's a rocket ship at tight end there and and a guy you can get later. So you don't have to reach for
1: Kelsey or Kittle. Yeah. That's kind of the way I want to start talking about this position is how do you feel about how the draft kind of sets up taking a tight end early in the draft? You're like, I don't really want to spend early on Kittle or Kelsey. And if I did, I think I like Kittle because there's a lack of wide receiver options there.
0: Uh, yeah, I I don't think Kelsey would be my guy. Um, now, there's something to be said for it. You want your strategy to just be like load up on all the on, on the best offense in the league. Like, okay, that's fine. I totally get that. Um, but I think that's going to be hard in a season long thing, you know, a week to week DraftKings thing where you just draft you just jamming as many Chiefs as possible. I like that strategy. Um, but because there's a ten, there will be a tendency, I think, to spread or to just hit Tyreek deep. Um, Kelsey would probably not be my guy. If I'm if I'm diving for one of them, it's going to be Kittle. But I would probably wait and, and either stream tight end or or try and pick up a guy like Ingram in the back end.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of value late at this position, along with quarterback and like you know. I, I like Kittle just because I think you can bank on him getting more of the offense. And I'm just realizing I had Emmanuel Sanders in Denver last year, which is great because he was in uh, San Francisco last hey man, year. So that's, I, that's
0: nice. I had the Jags tanking for Trevor Simeon. So.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that's a gem right there for sure. I'm sorry, but that's great. And, like, look, I like guys like Zach Ertz and Mark Andrews, but not where they're being drafted. Right. And, like, I just – yeah. Yeah, like I like these guys. I love Ingram. How do you not? You know, Darren Waller had a breakout year. It's just, is he going to replicate that much volume now that they got Henry Ruggs and, you know, maybe they feed a little bit more to Josh Jacobs in the passing game because he was really not a factor. So, like, I worry about the volume with him. Honestly, like, it's a big gap. And then there's quite a few guys towards the bottom that I really, really like. Yeah, Like, there's a big group of them that I could target and get a couple of these guys and I'd feel really good. And those guys, in no particular order, Chris Herndon of the Jets, who's mm-hmm. going to start and actually play this year. And I think when he's been on the field, he has some good chemistry with Sam Darnold. I like that a lot. Mike Gesicki. Him and Fitzpatrick had a good amount yeah. of chemistry. Not a lot of but past that was
0: in, in Miami right now.
1: You know, they have Devontae Parker. They have Preston Williams. You know, like some of these guys are going to be back in the mix a little bit, but But not entirely sure. Yeah. The aforementioned Hayden Hurst that you mentioned in Atlanta with no Austin Hooper, not really big on Austin Hooper, by the way. Um, I like a a healthy Hunter Henry, even with Tyrod at quarterback and a guy I really like this year that I think is somebody I'm going to try to come away with is Noah Fant in Denver. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he's an athletic freak. They can target him down the field. He's a possession guy. I think he's got a lot of upside there, especially if Cortland Sutton takes a lot of attention from the defense. And, I, I mean, I, I guess there's, like, even a couple more guys down here. Hawkinson flashed some upside for Detroit earlier. Blake Jarwin's kind of the guy in Dallas, and we've definitely rostered a lot in DFS. And these are the guys that we're going to spend 3K on in draft games. They're,
0: they're, they're the Brett Ellison specials. Yeah. Right. And now that he's retired. Farewell, sweet yep. prince.
1: And one more, Eric Ebron, Pittsburgh Steelers with Big Ben. They love their tight ends. Yes, there. they do. On upside, yes, they do.
0: I like that. Um, I will just say because because we've gone through this whole position, Gronk is pretty much a pass for me. I, I need to see what you know what he looks like. I will say this though, um, Week One DFS play Gronk Brady. I think has had this. It, there, there was a reason I played Antonio Brown, the one week he was with the Patriots, and it was because they were going to get him the ball, and they were going to they were they were going to feed him the ball and find a way to get a touchdown. Because I think Brady sometimes plays these narrative games, um, where he just decides like I, I I want I want this to happen, so I'm going to make it happen. And Antonio Brown got his touchdown in that game. I would I would bet money Gronk scores in this week one, just because Brady wills it so. He just says – they get down in the red zone and says, I'm getting my guy a touchdown so I can see that spike again for the first time in two years. So I think I think, you know, Gronk is an interesting week one DFS play. But other than that, it's a wait and see.
1: I'm not going to lie. I was really hoping that Gronk held the 24-7 WWE championship until week one and then he scores a touchdown and then somebody from the WWE comes in with like a super kick and pins him for the title in the end zone. Uh, I was, it's a pipe dream, but Hey, uh, it would have been awesome.
0: If, if Goodell wants to add a little bit more fun, uh, to the league, that'd be a great way to do it. Be I totally agree. All right. We are going to yeah, just interesting. pass over kicker and defense. And, uh, and because, because, you know, it's in my blood and I haven't been able to place a bet in a while. I just, I, I, I don't imagine you have many, uh, or any bets to make, uh, do you? I haven't looked. Okay. So I'm just, I'm just going to throw a bunch at you here and and you let can, me, you can now. react to them and, and we'll just do it that way. Uh, the Seahawks to win the Super Bowl is plus 2000. Is that a deep enough price for you? Yeah. Yeah. I like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's bad. I think they're live. I think the NFC is more wide open.
0: Yes. I do
1: not like taking another shot in the AFC other than the chiefs. No. And obviously you're not getting a price there. Yeah. So, uh, Banking on a hot team in the NFC at twenty to one odds, that's pretty good.
0: Seahawks to win the NFC West plus two twenty. Yeah, that's a nice price. I I take both of those. Chiefs over eleven and a half. That's their number. I absolutely hammering that. I'm also I would also hammer the Ravens over eleven and a half.
1: That one I have a harder time. I I love the Chiefs at the same number. I, I'd rather play the Chiefs there for sure. Just because I think the AFC North is a little tougher.
0: Uh, the Seahawks over nine. I mean, if, if I like all these other bets, you know, I got to love the Seahawks over nine. And and, and the, what I like about this and what I like about this other bet too, now you're given, you know, you're paying for these bets, uh, especially these last two, the Steelers over nine. So the only way you lose that bet is if those two teams are eight and eight or worse. So I feel great about those. I mean, those two teams should absolutely be nine win teams at the very least. You know, and then yeah. I've got I've got one more just season total for you that may be the lock of the season and then and then a parlay uh, that I just want to throw at you here naturally the Jets under is seven
1: how do they win seven games
0: Frank not Gore a, not a clue <laughs> Frank Gore. Frank Gore just just three yards at a time getting you to eight wins. You lose that bet if the Jets win eight games. In what universe are the Jets winning eight games? I know that division's bad, but it's
1: not that bad. So I mean, you're banking on them going what in the division? Four and two, five and one. Really? Yeah.
0: Right to get to to get to yeah, eight no, wins. No shot. No shot. So that, that's probably the lock of the board right there. Now, here's, here's, a, here's my parlay for you, okay? You can play the Bills, Ravens, and Chiefs to win their divisions at plus 290.
1: It's not bad. You know, obviously you're getting the Chiefs in there, which feels just like a certainty. Right. And then I have a little bit less confidence in the Ravens, but again... A lot of question marks surrounding the Steelers and the Browns, respectively. I I like the Bills. Yeah. You know, it, again, it feels gross fading the Patriots even without Brady, but they just don't have a lot of talent. A lot of opt outs. You know, question marks. Uh, I like that a lot, and you're getting three to one basically. That's not bad.
0: Throw the Saints in there. It goes to plus six hundred as a four
1: team. Yeah, obviously you're increasing the risk there, but. Right. I don't know. I think the market is buying way too much into the bucks, and we just don't know.
0: Throw the Seahawks making a five-teamer. It's plus 2,100.
1: Now, I'm, you're, I'm, now you're taking on a lot of risk on the five
0: I'm, legs. I'm getting over my skis. I can see it. I can see it on your face. I'm taking on water here. doesn't matter. You know what? Drop the music. Lock all those in. There it is. Of course. Week one. I'm on tilt already, Ryan. I'm ready. You know what? I can't
1: wait for a week from now when we're talking week one DFS.
0: You know what? Now we're back. I'm making irresponsible bets. I've I've mentioned Red Allison twice. I've made that OBJ joke like nine times. Uh, I've talked about Lamar regressing. We're back, baby. We're live.
1: Well, it's another year that Frank Gore is apparently starting running back in the National Football League. So, yeah,
0: we're back. So, we we know that all is right with the world alright so again um, that's kind of just a long one today preview in the season uh, and and as Ryan said we're back next week week one DFS and who knows you know maybe maybe I'll just maybe i have a parlay each week I'll just, I just have i have a little shoe money parlay just to, just to sprinkle in at the end because why not because I've got cash and I guess I need to not have it
1: or so we're just gonna Can throw I it do. in. I believe it's only gambling if you lose. I believe. He said it, kids. He said it.